0: I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I would say absolutely
1: he is an elite quarterback. Tom Brady has my vote for the greatest to ever laid him up. Tom Brady, greatest of all time. she got my vote. Number one man,
0: greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. I'm supposed to be a franchise player. We are in here talking about practice. We talking about practice. Not a game,
2: not a game, not a game. We talking about
1: practice. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of End of Regulation. This is episode 27. Took a little hiatus last week, so thanks for hanging in there with us. We have been doing this, like I said, for 27 weeks strong. If you don't know who we are, make sure you start. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at End of Reg, at End of Regulation, and at End of Regulation Sports and Entertainment. We will keep you guys posted on the World of Sports daily. You will never be disappointed Let's go ahead and meet don't know about the usual never suspects Yeah, <laughs> Almost never Nice, nice, so late, so late, the timing on that Go, go ahead and meet the cast tonight uh, Just uh, after that little bit of banner We'll go ahead and introduce them Batten, Battening down the hatches in Florida With a hurricane coming in hot Mr. Jernigan, how we doing?
2: Uh, I'm in full-blown preparation mode by that I mean I secured a bag of pot today, and I also I also went to the grocery store to to get uh, bottled water and milk and like sandwich meat. So I'm settled in.
1: So, so the essentials. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Well, next in the uh, in the booth on the microphone, slang from the West Coast with no shirt on tonight, Harry Douglas. How we doing?
3: Yeah, it, it broke 75 degrees in San Francisco, which is like. A fucking anomaly. So uh, I'm going shirtless tonight, boys.
1: <laughs> October. What is that? A humble Shirt- brag.
3: Shirtless and sweaty, actually.
1: Yeah, nice. We love it. That's how we love it. The women love it That's too. A Yankee win. Lastly, nope. a podcaster with a PhD, Mr. Tommy Lasagna. How we doing, kid?
0: Uh, feel good. I'd like to personally apologize for the mishap last week. Uh, our fans deserve better, and I'm gonna be better moving forward. Oh,
1: all right. Well, we love to hear it. So we'll give you guys the agenda per usual. Uh, UFC 229 happened this weekend. McGregor could be some crazy shit. So, we're obviously going to have to cover that for you. Uh, talk a little bit about the NFL week five recap and our segment beating the bookie. Let you guys know where the money's at. <laughs> the MLB playoffs are on, they're in full swing, just like Harry and his barreled ass chest. Look
2: at this guy.
1: <laughs> and we'll wrap oh, up man. with some banner and some buzzer beaters Woo! tonight for you guys. to so go. Control. We need to do like a Facebook Live recording one of these times. The kid's out of control in the booth. So was Khabib. We might as well swing it over to him. Harry, I want to hear your thoughts on this week, uh, this weekend, UFC 229.
3: Uh, yeah, so UFC, everyone probably watched it. Almost 3 million pay-per-view buys. <clears throat> but I will say the fight of the night, 100% was Tony Ferguson and Anthony Pettis. Uh, yes. Without question, uh, also, the Derek Lewis KO was was really epic. That was like a come from behind win, underdog win. Um, but let's—I just want to stick with Ferguson and Pettis for a second. Like, talk about just like a, a f- two fighters who just want to give the fans what they want to see. Like, you had Pettis doing literally car- just showman, just showman, man. Just just bleeding for for the cause, bleeding for the fans, uh, doing bicycle kicks and <laughs> scorpion kicks and all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, I thought it was—I mean. It was a good card. I didn't really watch Dude, all of the, all of the fights. There was
1: part. a there was a st- uh, a phrase a frame, a phrase frame phrase, uh freeze frame freeze frame. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! All right, here we go. Uh-huh. Freeze frame of Pettis on top of Ferguson, uh, just covered in blood and then profusely bleeding on top of him yeah. with his tongue out, just screaming at the crowd like it was some. Honestly, it looked like pure I rem- cannibalism. I remember seeing
0: I that like, live. It was nuts.
1: Literally, I was like, what am I watching? I was like, this isn't cool worth psychopath. every dime.
0: Yeah, yeah I was, mean, dude, if yeah. if if you take Ferguson, he's like, if Khabib and McGregor fucked and had like a, a prodigy <laughs> kid, he, oh, he's please. got like, dude, he's, oh, he's the perfect combination of both. And Ferguson, I'm glad you brought this up, because that dude is a fucking psycho. And it's, it's unfortunate that yeah. Pettis broke his hand, but, like, dude, Fer- Ferguson is just, like, I've never seen a breed of human like that before.
1: Oh real just... Did, did you guys happen to catch him Oof. in the locker room beforehand when he was, like, doing his warm-ups?
0: No. no. I can only assume it
1: was, he was crazy as shit. He, he was in a full suit wearing just faded shades. I'm talking, like, 5% tint so you can't see up out these windows. And he's just oh. fucking in, in, there, in there with his... His headphones on, he's like pretending to dribble. He's like doing fade shots and stuff. He's just fucking loving himself. I mean, the guy is is gone. There's no marbles, right? I, th- I mean, we boy, all yeah. know somebody exactly like <laughs> it. Marbles are gone. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know some marvelous guys.
1: <laughs>
3: um, but uh no. But um in,
0: in all seriousness, like, how about this fucking Khabib McGregor fight? Like, I was I was hinting at it a couple weeks ago. Like. There was some real trash talk, not like, oh, I'm going to beat you up. It was like, oh, you, you know, you, your dad this, your religion's wrong. It was really fucking personal, and I think that's yeah. sort of the, the heart of what caused everything. Wow, listen
2: to little uh, Tommy just, No Backbones here. Uh, t- take a lap there, buddy. It was, it was just a, for some
1: backstory, for those of you who don't know, uh, what ended up happening this weekend is Khabib uh, was winner by submission, Rear naked ch- uh, choke hold, rear, uh, round four, uh, about 3.03 minutes. So um, this all was an event that was led up to by McGregor throwing shit through Khabib's uh, car window uh, on a bus, I should say, filled with other fighters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got geopolitical. He went after his family. He went after politics. Uh, he went after his hometown, et cetera. You name it, he went after it. And he said Khabib had a jaw that was glass, and he was going to take advantage of it, and just got absolutely fucking eaten in the ring. So, I'll let you guys take it from there. That's that's kind of like the background context.
3: Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was an awesome I would, yeah, I spectacle. Yeah, I thought I thought it was kind of the fight that you know everyone wanted to see. It kind of went the way most people thought it would go. Like if Conor didn't catch him clean on the chin in the first round. Uh, Khabib was going to just take over because Khabib is quite honestly the more you know he's a better endurance fighter he does everything on the ground as we saw everything and just take down take down take down one thing that I saw that you know that is Khabib's like signature thing but I I, you don't really see anyone else do it is when he does when he uh, twists up Connor's ankles and then and then just like constricts them between his own feet yeah or between his legs man that. dude that that shit it gave me nightmares thinking about like being in that position and not being able to yeah. move your fucking legs because they're just they're just Ugh. crossed and, and squeezed as tightly as possible man that is very literally like a boa constrictor of of you know whatever of jiu-jitsu whatever i don't even know what type of fighting that really constitutes as but um surprised to see that connor won round three uh i thought i mean he definitely what? won that I didn't round even know that actually um, I, I mean that that was the one round that they stood up for most of it, and Conor kind of controlled the octagon. Octagon kept Khabib on the outside. Uh, they kind of exchanged a few blows, um, but yeah, man, you know, Conor. I think Conor will be back. I think he he's really good at figuring out you know different ways to beat fighters you saw with diaz lost the first one came back won the second one and like one of the most epic fights of all time um but let's let's talk about what everyone wants to talk about man like the the aftermath of all of this uh is really what what you know stole the show
2: well personally i think it all obviously it plays into both of their hands eventually you know it's not like they're gonna ban him from the ufc him being khabib um It's going to be a lot of money in in the rematch. At this point, working off all that, I mean, I'm sure Connor doesn't love being punched in the back of the head by some punk little fuck um, in (laughs) Khabib's crew, but probably loves just how much money this poured on, you know, how much gasoline this poured onto the fire. And I sort of feel like uh, just without, with how, like, out of shape, it looked like McGregor showed up to this fight, and I know it was his first time fighting, you know, since 2016. Um he just did not look like he was in peak performance whatsoever. <clears throat> he was pretty winded in the second round. You know, even during the first intermission, they're talking about how how low energy of a round the round one was and, like, uh, you know, because they spent most of the time on the ground. And then I'm, like, looking over there, and it's like, well, one guy definitely looks like he didn't spend any energy, and then here's Connor, and he looks like he's fucking yeah. hosed after round one. And from then on, you know, that the fight was pretty heavily tilted in Khabib's favor. But, you know, for me – Connor has has been there. He's done it. He's what else could you ever want to do other than just become like the biggest name in sports at any given moment on the planet? Um, so I don't really think his heart's in it. Maybe it's that's fine with me. I'm not trying to have a hot take or whatever. But he's he's in it for the money at this point. It's it sort of prove It was proven to me on in the octagon. Afterwards, that entire shit was insane. I mean, that's what people want to see. And then of course people want everyone wants to see that. Like deep down, they want to see all that insane entertainment shit and just, like, all the beef and all the hoopla you can possibly get, but then they want to tweet about how, like, it's classless. And, like, yeah, of course it's classless, no sportsmanship, but, you know, what's everyone's talking about UFC now, so that's what you get.
1: Well, the question that I have is, and something that they brought up quite heavily and I think they're still talking about, you know, screw the – are they going to kick him from the UFC? Are they going to take his titles? Are they not going to give him his money? Uh, a lot of individuals discussing the fact that this poses a threat for him getting a green card, which doesn't allow for him to fight in the states. So like that's yeah. that's an even like an even more arching overarching issue uh, that's, that needs to be addressed because like if he now has this kind of stain on his career after doing a fucking flying squirrel off the top of the octagon uh, and had a goon squad uh, you know of his crew, just thug on McGregor as he's like winded after being choked the fuck out I think you know he's got some serious issues ahead of him I think honestly you know he's basking in the glory now and in his post interview he said I don't understand why everyone's making a big deal they should focus on the fight itself well yes but no I I think honestly no one had ever seen anything like that this isn't the WWE WWE Um, we don't need those theatrics and so I think he, he's in some serious trouble, honestly. I think yep. if he can't get his green card approved, then his fighting career in the U.S. is done. And, like, okay, how far can you go in Russia well, or Chechnya or, you know, wherever?
0: I I, I think to to counter that, like, it, it's definitely not a good look for the UFC. But I th- in terms of getting, you know, permanently kicked out of the United States, I think that's a bit of a push considering Connor did all of this A few months ago, when he fucking attacked the bus full of, you know, UFC fighters, that's, you know, Khabib took that personally. That's sort of where this whole beef started, and you know, a few months later, when The Price is Right, Connor's there. He's on the biggest stage in Vegas. I, I can't see them. You know, the suspension might be a little bit longer. They might strip him from his belt, but there's too much money to be made on both sides for them to remove Khabib forever.
1: But the problem is, is that Khabib was in the mass lim- limelight, you know? Like, I, I understand that M- McGregor o- always is, and that's why he was caught on camera doing just reckless stuff. But I think, how does it look for the UFC and Dana White if he says, like, yeah, we're going to bring this guy back in who leapt off the top of the octagon into a crowd of people to try to assault, you know, McGregor's trainer, and then that's his squad champ, rolled baby. in? That's our I
0: mean, champ, baby. That's our lightweight champ. I it's
1: crazy. I, trust me, I, I, like I said, I... I Paid and I got every dime out of it. Like I, I loved every moment of it, and we won't obviously mull on it too much longer. But I think honestly, like you guys said, if everything plays out all right, green card wise for Khabib, this could uh, shape up for some serious round two action.
3: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's definitely gonna be round two. I, I will say, you know, we can jump after this. Um, the latest that I've heard in terms of the ramifications of what Khabib did and what his training partners did. Uh, two, two of the training partners were arrested. Uh, they're probably going to go to jail or be sent back to Russia, like extradited, whatever, uh, for like assault. Um, and, and killed. And killed, uh. <laughs> And then, so right now for Khabib, he, they're withholding his purse, which is about two points, around $2 million. They're also considering fining him $2 million. Uh, and then he's going to have to get investigated and uh, by the Nevada State Commission um, because it explicitly says in their rules that no fighter is to ever leave the cage for the purposes of, of fighting someone else. So, and,
1: and and leave. He did.
3: (laughs) Yeah. And leave. He did. And, and apparently Dylan (laughs) Dennis, who was the guy that he went after, uh, Connor's training partner and like, you know, whatever, uh, apparently when he was getting escorted out of the arena, he was like, you know, really dazed. And so I think Khabib actually, you know, got, he tagged him with something. I don't know if it was with his foot when he like spider monkey jumped on him or whatever. um, (laughs) but uh spider monkey spider monkey. Yeah, man. Crazy, crazy stuff, but we'll see how this all plays out. It's still ongoing. There's going to be a big investigation. Connor's Connor's fine, man. He's, he's not going to get touched at all. He's going to get his money. He's going to go home. So,
1: yeah. And he said he's not going to press charges. So yeah, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he plays out. We'll keep you guys posted. Well, we'll just dive straight into the NFL. Have a little bit of a week five rundown for you guys. Uh, a little bit of what went down, something new. We just wanted to give a quick summary. Uh, we had the Vikings' sweet revenge against Philly in Philly. Pat Mahomes uh, and the Kansas City Chiefs stepped up against a strong defense, uh, as we alluded to last episode, uh, and took home a big AFC victory. Uh, Graham Gano's 63-yard field goal blew my fucking mind, pissed me off, uh, beat the Giants. Um, and then Cleveland, in overtime, per usual, uh, go ahead and win their second game of the season against the Ravens, who just stink. Uh, and and we'll go ahead and get there. But let's go ahead and dive straight into it. Tommy's got some comments quickly on the Vikings-Philly game, so we'll turn it over to you. Uh,
0: yeah, first off, quick shout-out to Adam Phelan. Uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about him being like undrafted, underdog, and he's the first or the only player in NFL history to have, like, five consecutive 100-yard games to start a season. Uh, but So, you know, quick shout-out to my boy Adam. But what I thought was probably the biggest out of this game was the Phillies uh, head coach, or Phillies, the Eagles head coach, Doug Peterson, kind of stepped up to the podium after the game, and he kind of took this one on the chin for, you know, his boys. And it's basically like, yeah, this is my fault. And when you look into the game, uh there was a couple of interesting calls that he made. Uh one of which he challenged a, a late catch by Stefan Diggs where like it was pretty obvious he got he got 3 feet in before going out of bounds and Doug Peterson challenged it lost the team a timeout. Uh and that was just like one of a few questionable calls. But uh I thought it was really, you know, a big deal that he kind of stepped up and was like don't turn to my team, don't look at my players. This is all me, especially in the midst of, you know, Carson Wentz still getting his footing, Uh, their running back issues they're having, especially since J.H.I.E. just uh, tore his ACL, we found out today. That's a tough break. So uh, I I think Doug Peterson really, you know, in a classy head coach move, took this one for the team, and I think Philly is going to come out next week uh, and, and play hard for this guy.
3: Yeah, yeah, not Giants, to mention not, not to mention they're going they're going against the Giants who stink like shit. So should be an easy yeah, easy they're, W for they're, them. They're playing the Dookies, the Dookie Giants.
1: Brent, you got any thoughts on Week Five?
2: Um, pretty much, uh, very Tennessee Titans. Uh, I'll just go full Homer here. Titans looked fucking awesome a week ago against uh, the defending Super Bowl champs at home. You know, following up, uh. Domination of the Jags at their own place, um, and then they march right up to fucking Buffalo and put up a 12 point duter. Um That's just, just so Titans, it hurts. Like everyone talks about, you know, Mariota, year four, whatever, Mike Rabel and Matt LaFleur really want to see this offense take a step forward. It's been the same exact story for three years in a row now. It's just not really going to take a step forward and keep it there consistently. So we'll see what happens. I mean, uh, the Jags. Looked like uh, you know they sort of got blown out. Uh, did they play the Chiefs? Sorry, blanking here. Yeah. And, yes. um, yeah. Um, you know, so Titans are sitting t- top, tied the AFC East with or AFC South. Three and two.
1: Per usual, uh, every week we like to do a little bit of a beating the bookie segment. Not much uh, to touch upon this week in the NFL. We will keep you uh, fully posted uh, as the weeks continue via each Instagram, Twitter, and obviously Facebook. but we'll go ahead and turn the mic over to Harry Douglas to talk to us a little bit about his picks. Let you guys know where the money lines at.
3: Yep, yep, yep. Um, by the way, last week, I believe I called Florida covering versus lSU LSU is the frauds we found out last week. Okay, cool. Um, so for this week I've what's got the, t- what's
1: the record? Does that bring
3: you to 4-0, and 4-1? Oh, uh, no, I'm, I'm like 5-1. Oh, uh,
1: okay. Not
3: a, not a big deal. Um, yeah, all right. And, uh, okay, so for this week I've got uh, Houston minus one versus Buffalo. It's Houston Texans and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I would lock that in right now. It looks like Houston's starting to catch some fire. Uh, they've, they're on a two-game win streak. The DeAndre Hopkins and Deshaun Watson uh Combo is seemed to be it's it's is coming along nicely. It was kind of a, a rocky start to start the season, but it seems like they're starting to find their groove. So uh, that offense, when it when it gets clicking, it's going to be really dangerous. Um, their defense isn't anything to write home about, but I don't think that's a huge worry against the Bills. Uh, they'll be in Houston. They'll have the home crowd behind them. Minus one is a great is a great line. Uh, I, I expect them to cover that uh, pretty handily. Uh, and then the other pick for this week is kind of a riskier pick. Um, right now Atlanta is three and a half point favorites versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I expect that line to actually go down to like three points, two and a half points. I think people are are going to start fading the Falcons because they're one and four and they seem to be kind of struggling offensively, struggling defensively. Uh, they got the doors blown off by the Steelers who, um, you know, have been inconsistent this year, which is tough to see, but they're too, too good of a team. That's kind of what I'm getting at. Uh, too good of a team to to be one and four, so you gotta expect wins are gonna start coming. Tampa Bay, you know, ever since Fitzmagic left the building, uh, I, I just don't know if I believe that team uh, is is, not an, is an actual playoff team, is an actual good team. So uh, Atlanta, wait till that line moves uh, in in favor of Tampa Bay, and, and then lock it in.
1: They're coming off of a buy as well, right? Um, Tampa Tampa Bay. Yeah, is, well- yeah, correct. Sorry. Um Tommy, what do you got for us this week?
0: All right. So, uh had, you know, went 500 last week to bring me up to 5 and 4. So, I'm just going to keep throwing shit at the wall here and uh you know, try and get a bunch really quickly. I mentioned all the Doug Peterson stuff and you know, I think the Eagles come out and you know, t- just you know, lay it to a Giants team that even after all of the adversity that went on behind the scenes with that OBJ interview between them and Pat Shermer and Eli, they still couldn't get it done last week. Uh, just demoralizing, and I think the Eagles roll in. Um, I'm going to take Eagles minus three. Secondly, uh, we kind of hinted at this earlier. Pat Mahomes, turns out he is human, and he threw a couple picks last week against uh, a, a, good, a really good Jags defense. Um, uh, but you know, it, when the best defense in the league can't take them down, I think the Patriots are going to take a different approach here. And, you know, Tom Brady looked good last week with Josh Gordon, uh, catching a touchdown as well as the return of Julian Edelman. Uh, I think Brady goes out this week and just keeps the ball out of Pat Mahomes hands. I don't know. I really don't know if we can outduel them right now, uh, given how our defense is. But I like under 60. 60 is a ton of fucking points. Um, and I think, you know, with Belichick seeing what happened last week uh, with the Jags defense, there there's a places to expose them. But the best way to beat Pat Mahomes is to keep the ball out of his hand. I think 60 is way too high for the game plan New England's rolling in with, especially being at New England. Uh, take the under here, big time. Hammer that. And then lastly, uh Fun fact, the Cleveland Browns are 5-0 and against the spread this year. Uh, they're, all their games have come by, th- or all their losses have been by three points or more. And so I'm going to continue to just ride this train here and take the Browns plus one at home. Uh, I'd hold off on that. It's probably going to move to, you know, two, to two and a half. And I would just wait until Sunday and take whatever they give you. Who are they playing? The Chargers. So. Okay. Could be some bait there. Might take their first loss given you know, the the high intensity of the Chargers' offense, but Chargers' defense has been lackluster at best. Uh, and you know, Baker's shown signs of greatness. So you know, at home, I'll I'll take them plus one, and we'll see what happens.
2: I've got Alrighty. one lock, one lock of the week. Let's hear it. Um, did someone already take the Bengals?
1: Nope. No.
2: All right. Uh, not take the Bengals, speak about them, because uh, Bengals riding a bit of a magical wave this season, um, opened as a three-point favorite over the Steelers. Uh, I think it marks the – I saw something earlier today while I was, like, reading this shit. Uh, First time since 14 uh, that they're favored by at least a field goal over the Steelers. Um, And also, Andy Dalton is 3-11 straight up against the Steelers and and 4-10 against the spread. Um, So – I'm just gonna fade the shit out of the Bengals. Take take the Steelers in the three points. Love that money, son.
1: <laughs> Love that money. Secure the bag. That's what it's all about. That and getting off, right? All right, it, it wow. is
2: about getting off.
1: That's all we got uh, in terms of the NFL Week Five for you guys tonight. We're gonna go ahead and just get into the kind of main gist of it, which is the MLB playoffs. Uh, they are here. No one is more excited than Tommy Lasagna himself uh, trying to get out of here as quickly as possible to go watch the Sox take a loss. Oh, um, yeah, check the scoreboard, bud. It's 10 <laughs> <laughs> live,
0: nothing. <laughs> live update. There's a murder at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> what a, shout out to Gino. You got anything? <laughs> Yo, what yeah, up there, Gene? Yeah, yeah, Gino crying those fucking heavy tears live from the top deck of Yankee
1: Stadium. He wa- he Hegy walks in the rain he tears. walks in the rain to hide his tears.
2: <laughs> oh boys.
1: This is well, good. Alright, so uh in all seriousness all seriousness, uh the MLB playoffs are here. Uh we've got a kind of breakdown for you. I'll go ahead and kick us off here in the beginning. Bring out the Brooms. It is a sweep. The Brewers have taken care of the Rockies uh in the NLDS in three games. Um, these guys are basically the MLB equivalent of the Philadelphia Eagles at this point, uh, last season, I should say. Um, they got hot within the last three weeks, of the regular season kind of going right into the playoffs and they've just ridden the shit out of this wave. Um, coming in I've, hot, just, they've won 11 <laughs> in
2: a row. I think they've won 11 in a row, including these three games now. So yeah, they're the definition of hot.
1: Just getting pitted, um, which so is the so here. Yeah, and riding, in, riding it steady. So uh, kind of to attribute to all the success, um, it all starts with Yulich, uh, the soon-to-be NL MVP. Did I say that wrong, Tom? Yelich. Hmm. All right, yeah, Christian Yelich. Nice. All right, there you go. Christian Yelich, um, like I said, the soon-to-be NL MVP. Uh, he's just been an offensive catalyst this year. So um, he is going to be obviously electric to watch going uh, into this playoff run. Um, Brewers have really had a lineup of full veterans. Lorenzo Cain, uh, Ryan Braun, Travis Shaw. uh, And this is is making up for a Cinderella uh, story. Going to be quite a run to watch. We... I should say Tom specifically has been overcritical this season of the Brewers' uh, starting rotation and their lack of big-time aces. Um, but these guys have managed to get it done. So they held the Rockies to only two runs in three games. Um, who are they going up against uh, next? Uh, Brad,
3: hey, it'll be between the.
2: Oh, well, was about to say it would be between the Braves and the Dodgers, but the Braves just got their ass whipped at home after leading two-one. Okay. I think in the fifth inning um so it is officially the dodgers in four games um pretty bummed but i definitely wasn't expecting anything different uh you know we we talked about a couple weeks ago definitely the dodgers had the advantage uh pitching wise um they got serious with the manny machado sign you know they obviously made a world series appearance last year they went to took it to seven games signed manny machado this season uh, they were very clearly in win-now mode, the Braves, you know, sort of developing everything that they have going on at the moment, which is fine, and uh, definitely if they want to get serious next year about contending, it's, it's all going to be about signing an ace and uh, keeping the pitching coming up, but um, at the end of the day, you know, just happy to get a win. It was awesome to get once force a win, even uh, back home in Atlanta, got the tomahawk shop going fucking Braves um, have not won a postseason series since 2001 um, but with all the young guys we got right now I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about it so uh, also shout out to Ronald Acuna Jr. for I think becoming the youngest baseball player of all time to hit a grand slam in the postseason I think it was Mickey Mantle who held the record before him
1: what do we got next on the docket Tom
0: uh well one other series that ended today was the ALDS series with the Houston Astros and the Indians and uh just unfortunately for me cuz I like the Indians uh Houston swept Cleveland with very little hesitation or issue. Uh the Houston offense is on fire right now and You know, I was really big on Cleveland strictly because of their bullpen and their starting pitching, and the Houston offense just made a mockery of them. There's fucking home runs left and right, RBIs everywhere. Everybody gets an RBI. It was like a goddamn Oprah show. It's like, you get one, you get an RBI. (laughs) And uh, regardless of who wins this Red Sox-Yankees series, neither team wants to play Houston right now. Uh, you know they're just sitting waiting resting uh just having a good time and the defending champs are here to stay uh you know thanks to cleveland you know you you won your shitty fucking division uh with the twins and the tigers and the white Sox. and you beat up on three of the worst teams in baseball uh and then you came to the playoffs and got your sorry asses beaten so
2: i would also say it's uh i would It'd be a very clear advantage, in my opinion, um, sweeping a series uh, with all the energy that's going to go into this Braves or uh, Red Sox, uh, Yank series. Um, you know, energy, emotion, yada yada yada. It's sort sort of like a mini World Series in its own right. And then you kind of got to come away from that and face a very well rested Houston club who's just like firing on all cylinders right now. So, oh yeah, uh, that is not the best best move, but you got to do it.
0: For, for sure. Uh, th- you know, this is the first time the Sox and Yankees have met in the playoffs in 14 years. And so you're right. There's definitely going to be an emotional letdown for whoever wins. And, you know, that could really be an issue, uh, especially when you have to go to Houston and, and, you know, and face the likes of Justin Verlander or Garrett Cole or whoever is going to pitch those games.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely three... Probably the three most complete teams I've ever seen at the top of any league, like at the same time. I know baseball goes back a long ways, but it's been a pretty impressive season in the AL.
0: 300-win teams. So, uh, you know, kudos to Houston. But Grimes, let's let's talk a little Sox-Yankees right now. What's up, dude? Yeah, man. What's up, dude? Yeah, man.
3: Uh, Yeah, so right now, so... Can you you give us a live update? Yankees, I'll give a live update, even though reluctantly... Uh, so, oh, Yankees scored a run. Okay. Comeback okay. starting. Um, okay, so <laughs> uh, right now it's 10-1 Sox in the uh, <laughs> end of the fourth. Um, apparently Yankee Stadium is booing Aaron Boone because he waited too long to pull Severino uh, and then ultimately put Lance Lynn in a really pre- uh, peculiar situation, a really sticky situation, which was bases loaded, zero outs uh, in the top of the fourth. And uh, and that's what happens you know, when you do that, when you hesitate or you feel like you might be able to get out of a jam. And then you bring in a reliever and put them in a the, in a really pretty much a lose lose situation, uh, and so the Sox took advantage of it because that's what they're good at, and that's why they had 106 wins or whatever the number was, eight um, 108 wins. Uh, a little surprised, man. I, I I thought you know winning game two in Fenway would you know the the momentum would shift towards the Yankees going back to the Bronx, knowing that the Bronx is going to be. Absolutely electric and and just you know sold out crowd the whole nine yards. But uh, you know I was wrong there for sure. Uh, Surprised to see it went this way. Still a lot of game left, but it's you know it's looking like the Sox will take this one. Uh, Game four will be on Wednesday in the Bronx again, and uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see uh, how this one plays out. I would love to see it go five games though. Uh, I'm sure Tom agrees with me there. (laughs) Um, (laughs) or maybe not. (laughs) I mean,
0: I uh, definitely not. It's it's comforting to see this. I I knew that this was gonna happen. Um, at least I kept telling myself that. I'm just glad that it did happen. Uh, the Sox have this pretty handedly, but our our bullpen, man, you can never fucking trust. I don't trust a single arm in there. I'd also like uh, to take this time and extend to David Price a personal fuck you. I was gonna save it, but like I can't I can't hold on to this any longer. David Price, you're dead to me. You're dead to Red Sox nation. You fucking were going to say it. <laughs> Listen, you guys have heard me Tell all year. I really feel I've been I've been the biggest supporter of David Price. I've tried to be there for him through thick and thin, through the ups and downs, through his Fortnite bullshit. And then he just goes out there in Game Two at home and fucking rag dolls it and plays the oh poor me card. <laughs> I can't handle the pressure. Fucking man up. you you're getting paid almost two hundred million dollars. To just fucking have a little backbone, show some balls. You can't even do that. Go in. I think the, he is the a middle medget Don't even put your fucking <laughs> uniform on. Just, just fucking sit there and smile, David. You are gonna make uh,
2: Grant Coder very happy right now, dude. Shout just, out, Grant.
0: Just I, w- all right. Moving on from David Price, he's making this ten to one win. for about Tom. to pull through. Uh, yeah, ten one socks and five. Uh, I don't think we throw Chris Sale tomorrow. I think that would be stupid. I think is I it think tomorrow? Just, is it
3: tomorrow or Wednesday?
0: Game four is tomorrow. I would be surprised okay. if we show, if we throw Sale on short rest, uh, especially when you know worst comes to worst we come home, and I don't even know who the Yankees would throw Game five, but you know Chris Sale at home Game five. I gotta like the Red Sox moving forward.
2: Book it, Dano.
0: Book it.
1: <laughs> well. Wow. Uh, you guys have any kind of last words on the MLB playoffs before we roll into banner,
2: Harry? What else is coming off
0: if the Yankees pull off this win? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On for the- those uh, for those not in studio, Harrison's <laughs> down to his underpants. Yeah, oh, I'm not yeah.
3: sure if Harry has any clothes on. <laughs> the underpants are are soon to be coming off. There's, uh, no AC, there's no AC in the stew. There's no There's no AC in, in the stew, and I Are you serious? Uh, no, there's no, Not. Christ.
1: <laughs> most San Francisco houses don't studio.
3: have heat. Most San Francisco houses don't have heat or AC because it's like, you get, generally that, like pretty... you
1: get that San Francisco breeze, man.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah, that's exactly lots right. of things anyways, going on, anyways, on It's really, yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: We've got a very regimented schedule here. Tom's got a show to watch at 10 o'clock. Yeah. Fuck man, Tom. Manifest. Let's Tom, move on. Tom, do you want to talk to us about it a little bit? No, I don't care. No. Uh, Ooh, so let's go ahead and roll right into banner winners and losers. We're going to do this as a new segment in banner this week, uh, as opposed to the NFL. We're going to go across the board and talk about all the losers and winners in life, uh, starting with Harrison, who is shirtless right now. Uh, mm. So, okay. Tom, kick it off. Winning. Winning.
0: Uh, yeah, so kick, going back to the UFC, uh, shout out to my homie Derek Lewis, who Grimes had mentioned earlier finished uh finished full call and pretty good with a a nice kind of come from behind knockout uh and after the interview what I was you know most impressed with was he took his pants off and when asked why <laughs> when asked why he says cuz my balls were hot and you know bro I feel that I really
2: feel I
3: that I definitely feel that wow total mood
0: am I right kids
2: am I right
3: yeah. big fellow mood. kids big mood. yeah big, big mood he also he
1: also said uh he asked Joe Rogan if he can come on his podcast and smoke weed with him. So the guy, just <laughs> the guy, I, that, a... he just chills hard.
2: I would like to officially extend my own invitation from Joe Rogan to his podcast so that yeah. I can come on and smoke weed with him, also.
0: Yeah, Derek Joe, Lewis, uh, you can come on. So to Joe, our if podcast you're listening, please invite you me. You Joe Rogan posted uh, on Instagram, like, check out you know his, in- check out Derek Lewis's Instagram. So I did, and dude, this guy is pure comedy. You guys need to follow him at the Beast UFC. His, his oh, celebration
1: is the most outrageous thing. He basically just humps the floor, poor the poor floor. I mean, it's things <laughs> impregnated for sure. Uh, and he just comes up and sticks his tongue out, and it is just the most vicious look. His name is the Black Beast. So like, when he took his shorts off, you can imagine he was Baller. just hanging thong. The only yeah, the only thing thong. I
0: feel worse about than that floor is for his wife poorly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, moving on from that. Nice time. Yeah. Um, Brent, my, my winners and losers, uh, let me start with the winners. I'm going to go with rookie quarterbacks in the NFL. Um, 4-0 this week, um, the first-round quarterbacks. Um, who do you got? You got Josh Allen with the Bills. You got Josh Rosen with the Cardinals. You got Sam Darnold with the Jets. And Baker. you got Baker Mayfield with the Browns. Bang. All four of these young studs. Four wins, zero losses. Um, I think that's, I don't know, first time in a long time. not even going to try and pull that stat out of my ass. Secondly, I got Ronald Acuna Jr. uh, for the aforementioned Grand Salami. Uh, Thanks to that uh, slam, uh, he kept the Braves alive uh, for a Game 4 appearance. Um, It was not to be, but shout-out Acuna. So those are my winners.
1: Salami. Well... My uh, winner of the week, as previously mentioned in our NFL rundown, uh, is Mr. Graham Gano with a 63-yard field goal this weekend uh, against the Giants uh, to take home a W, uh, which I believe ended in 33-31, correct?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, devastating blow. Uh, I think you guys have heard Harrison and I, In previous episodes Tell you to fade the fuck out of the Giants But they put up actually quite a performance uh, This weekend With some pretty crazy stuff Happening from Odell and Saquon Um, We'll go ahead and try to Fish up that video and repost it for you Check it out on our Instagram But this son of a bitch kicked A 63 yard field goal To bring home the W As I had mentioned to tie the NFL record Um, I, I don't really know what else to say pretty goddamn impressive. I think the Cleveland Browns need to look uh, at the Carolina Panthers to trade a kicker, because they are in some serious trouble over there, and this guy can clearly kick the shit out of a pigskin, so I'm calling on it's, this guy as my winner of the week. It
2: is no, like, I'm not even being at all facetious, and to, I know Tom agrees that I, I think I could be just as competitive as the Browns' current kicker.
1: It's It's pitiful like uh, yeah well
2: you cannot put it into words
1: yeah it's so frustrating but we'll turn it over to harry douglas for a little ufc winner of the week
3: yeah so my winner of the week is and i just put the ufc because uh Quite frankly, um, they're just winning. We mentioned it before, like because of everything that happened. You know, everyone's talking about the winning. UFC, and for for them, that's just winning. Like as long as they're in the news, as long as they're being talked about on Sports Center, News Report, and everything like that, uh, you know, that's what they need. That's how they make money. That's how you know they gain popularity and things like that. I don't think this this brawl that happened afterward is going to like decrease their popularity. It's only going to bring more people like into the know of what the UFC is and, and maybe get some fans. Some people might be like, Oh my God, that's despicable and, and all that bullshit. But, uh, I think it's winning for them. A lot of people have a different take. Most people think it's, you know, it was horrible for the, for the, the company and all that. But, you know, I say, fuck that, fuck the haters.
1: Yeah. There was definitely some skeptical, uh, you know, old fighters, um, you know, screw that. I, I reposted some of that stuff just to give you guys some insight on what they were saying. But do you think any of this stuff was uh, at all scripted, Harry, or, or kind of thought up ahead of time? I mean, it just like went honestly from zero to 60. If you guys were watching it, uh, listeners, that is, you know exactly what we're talking about. I mean, it was outrageous. So I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't I think it was I don't honestly, think, I, don't think
3: it was I don't think it was scripted. I don't think it was scripted. I think that could uh, be genuinely feeling like personally attacked and personally, uh, yeah. and just was personally offended to the point where where his emotions got the better of him. He did a really good good job of composing those emotions. That's how you feel afterwards. on Twitter
2: every day, Gardner. What'd you say? That's how you feel on Twitter every day. You just
3: get so personally attacked and offended about everything. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> every
3: day. Anyways. Yeah, I don't... I don't think it was scripted. There'll be a, another rematch. I don't think it'll be... Uh, we still we still have to wait to see how long Khabib gets suspended for, though.
1: Yeah, I sure. think I think right, well, McGregor
3: will, McGregor will fight Diaz before he fights Khabib. Is my guess.
1: Interesting. All right. Um, well, let's roll right into this week's losers. Uh, I'll start it off here with Mr. Joe Flacco and the Ravens. Um, this is just the most brutal flock of Ravens. I believe they are now three and two. We're going into this game against Cleveland, 3-1. and one. Um, Just haven't seemingly been able to get it together. Receiving fleet is just weak. Uh, and they went into OT with Cleveland, um, who was 1-2-1, and one, I believe, going into this game, and were just not able to get it done. Uh, the game ended 12-9, so extremely low scoring. Um, really, honestly, not that much action. Everyone was kind of watching, if you were watching, to either see just the continue to, you know, just rise and demise of Cleveland uh, or just to see if, you know, the Ravens suck that bad. So, it's kind of a win-win on both ends, but at the end of the day, I think Joe Flacco and the Ravens take a loss for this week.
2: Fuck Baltimore.
1: Yeah, and Baltimore City, yeah, just in general. uh,
0: (laughs) Another L. (laughs) Keeping with losers in football. I'd like to extend another fat L to Mason Crosby and if it wasn't for his uh his veteran, you know, background, he would be unemployed this week. Homeboy missed fucking four field goals and an extra point last week uh, in the in the Packers routing by the Detroit Lions and he ended up putting up a, a whopping zero points for my fantasy team and costing me the week. Um so, yeah, so nice. So Mason uh thanks, but uh no thanks. Uh you're getting old, got some gray hairs, might be time to rethink your career and your lifestyle choices, bud.
1: Well to to add to that actually, um your boy Robbie Gould put up negative one points in my other league, so that was pretty good. Cool. Gold. Gould! I love gold. <laughs> you got anything um, else for us, Tommy?
0: Uh no I already I couldn't hold in my David Price comments but I'm not gonna repeat myself now.
2: Nice fuck your David my, Price. <laughs> my losers are Tom as always and also um just the the Atlanta Falcons. Uh they fucking suck. They cannot stop a nosebleed as the old saying goes. Um they just get either you know, they're just getting mauled. I know they have quite a few injuries on defense but goddamn it's obvious. Um, they, they just cannot do anything. At least Julio is good, and so is Calvin Ridley because uh, they they are not going to do anything. And unfortunately, it's it's impacting the running game in a way. I fucking, I'll, I'll be like Tom here and talk about my fantasy team. I put a lot of stock in uh, Devontae Freeman at one point this season and expected him to come back big from this injury, but now he's never going to get the rock because they can't stop anyone, and they're never going to stop passing the football because they'll be playing catch-up all season. So... Falcons losers. With that, with that
1: being said, how in the shit is Matty Ice putting up just still outrageous numbers?
2: Because they're, I mean, they can score, but they just can't score quite as often as everyone can score on them. I mean, they're yeah, they're moving the ball I mean, down had, the field. It's no no problem with with their offense.
1: I think he's averaging like twenty seven and a half points, which is ridiculous for you know a one in four team. Right. Obviously, fantasy and fucking actual football, you know. Don't correlate all that much. But um, FSU, Harry, what do you got for us?
3: Yeah, big loser of the week. Uh, the Florida State Seminoles. Big loser of the week. Big, big loser. <laughs> Put them on. Uh, loser! Loser! Uh, Florida State, so I got them as my loser. They blew a 20 point lead to the Miami Hurricanes uh, and under a little, or I should say a little over a quarter and a half. Um, Miami's defense came alive in the second half and just brought the fucking noise, brought out the turnover ch- turnover chain multiple times, uh, and ended up getting the W. Turnover chain. Miami, which, and, and Florida State, everyone's like, oh, well, they almost lost to the Sanford. They kind of sucked this year. Regardless of all of that, it doesn't really matter because whenever Florida State and Miami play each other, it's a huge rivalry. It's a huge it's, it, it all comes out in the always, wash in a
2: rivalry game, dude.
3: It's always going to come down to the last fucking minute. Uh, for yeah. someone to, to pull it out. And Miami pulled out. That's back-to-back wins against against Florida State. That's the first win against Florida State at home in, like, 14 years. Um, and so so that's huge. Uh, so uh, Florida State keeps sucking. I'm all about it. Go Hurricanes. Let's go. Go Canes. Go Canes. You crew. That's right, baby.
1: Well, this is something that we've kind of put in the back seat for a while, but I'm going to go ahead and revisit it, throw it in the passenger seat. Um <laughs> I'm in that grinds my gears. One saw a movie yesterday. Was in the bathroom taking the most glorious piss. And I looked down, some a hole named Garrett, G A R E T had carved his name uh into the side of the wall. So
2: What a fucking loser.
1: First of all, yeah, loser, Garrett. I hate you. And that kind of just transitions well into my you know, grinds my gear segment, which is Honestly, if you're that bored that you're in a public stall and you're taking a shit and you're carving your name into something, take whatever you are using to carve that item <laughs> or that name and stab it this into your eye. Yeah, like, <laughs> I knew we were building are, up to that. You are just the worst. I mean, nobody wants your number. Nobody wants to know who you are. Nobody's coming back. You're a fucking loser. So yeah. now that I've got that out of my system, we'll roll into some riddles just to keep you guys entertained. Uh what is something that you always have but always leave behind?
0: Your shadow. Huh. Oh
2: yeah.
3: Your shadow. What would you maybe.
1: say? A shadow? You don't leave that behind.
3: You also don't always have it. So, okay. Um Yeah, my bad. Sorry, <laughs> idiot. guessing boys. I don't know. I I don't You guys you guys yeah, the answer? Yeah. What's finger your fucking wild ass guess, Harry? I was gonna. Beefcake? Uh. Uh. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'm a yeah, Sick, <laughs> Alright, what saying? is it, Gardner? <laughs>
1: fingerprints. Uh, <laughs> nice. Next up. Uh, next up. What has 13 hearts but no other organs?
2: Arti- a deck of cards.
1: Artichoke. artichoke. Wow. An <laughs> artichoke. <laughs>
0: Both answers. Nice. Both right. back there.
1: Uh, right. You win a, uh, a waterproof yellow bag. You'll be getting it in the mail on Thursday. Oh, dope.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Big win.
1: Um, Alright, well, uh, I just threw in this last little piece. I'll do this quickly. Uh, it's some entertainment recommendations, as you all very well know. Uh, the three people that I am in the stew with right now are my only friends. Uh, so I watch a lot <laughs> of movies, a lot of television. So what better than to bring these recommendations to you? Make sure that you check out and directed by a foxy lady, Miss Jessica Beale. uh Sinner, only season one, season two is kind of hack. On Netflix, I'd give it about a 7 out of 10. Check it out, some good shit. Um, really trippy, like Shutter Island-esque. Uh, next on the map are two previews that I saw, actually three, uh, in theaters yesterday. Bohemian Rhapsody, Uh, which is coming out, which is the Freddie Mercury documentary, which looks absolutely amazing and electric. Incredible soundtrack. Uh, Next is Rocketman, new, just released, uh, Elton John movie that's coming out, I believe, this Christmas. And then last is Vice, which is the new John McCain film. Make sure you go check out the trailer. Christian Bale is playing John McCain, and he is. Oh, shit. You cannot, honestly, for the life of you, tell that it is him he he gained i think like 80 pounds for this role or 60 pounds or something plus uh and he just looks unidentifiable unidentif- un- 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 unidentifiable it's outrageous like let's make tight. sure to check it out so uh and then and then honestly like anything mia khalifa if you see anything on the internet just click that um <laughs> do, do yourself a favor Thanks for one twitter yeah whatever. porn
2: <laughs> yeah got uh, it Yeah, got it. So
1: let's wrap it up with some buzzer beaters uh, from the crew and Stu. Tom Lasagna, what do you got for us?
0: Uh, So we're recording on Monday, October 8th. And uh, for those of you who may have forgotten, it's National Indigenous Peoples Day. Not Columbus Day anymore, not in 2018. It's National Indigenous Peoples Day. So, learn it. Shout out my homies. I'm actually uh, like 7%. Native American, so that's my fucking heritage you're talking about. We're not your homies, it's my heritage.
1: We didn't land on Plymouth Rock. Plymouth Rock landed on us.
0: Uh, I'm not I'm even not ta- sure I'm that not even <laughs> talking about The Rock. Don't disrespect The Rock. I'm talking about the people that were there before The Rock.
2: Well, speaking of Rock, uh, The Rack and Tours, Jack White Supergroup, um, last put out the album Consolers of the Lonely 10 years ago. Uh, just announced today that they will be putting out a new album in 2019. So Jack White and his boys been back in the studio with uh, Jack Lawrence and Patrick Keeler, and we will have new and Tours music next year. So pretty stoked about that.
3: All right, my la- Very nice. <clears throat> my last buzzer beater. Uh, this just happened in the Monday Night Football game between the Saints and the uh, Redskins. Uh, Drew Brees passed Brett Favre on the all-time passing yards list. Uh, just solidifying himself as the absolute goat. That's my take. Goat. Buzzer beater. Goat.
1: Absolute goat. I love this yeah, guy. Breeze a badass. Him, I love him. love him. Um No comment. Well, before I let Brent play us out uh with possibly some Jack white is that what we're thinking tonight?
2: Uh we'll get a little rack and yeah.
1: All right, I like it. We'll get, we'll get a little wet, a little silly up in here. Right. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you like to get wet. <laughs> uh, my buzzer beater for the night is a shout-out to Tom Wells uh, for defeating uh, an 0-4 and, and now 0-5, very, very defeated and weak and limping uh, post-Mahomes. Um, my fantasy is just an absolute travesty any of you guys have uh any suggestions send me a dm uh any help honestly would would do it <laughs> so shout out shout out to tom for celebrating uh a, a victory that's I, I guess kind of well deserved um so with that being said ladies and gentlemen hope you enjoyed tom fuck you we're out
0: Love you too. peace